This podcast is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, award-winning wealth managers who go above and beyond to support and guide you. Visit candowealth.com to start building your wealth with confidence. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and this is the Sunday Roundup. This morning, the Health Secretary, Sajid Javid, found himself back in the hot seat after a week which saw the discovery of Covid's Omicron variant in South Africa. Yesterday, the government confirmed that there were at least two cases of this variant already in the UK. Trevor Phillips spoke to Javid about whether the latest strain could mean a return to some of the measures that have previously been in place. There's no social distancing mandate. There's no masks in pubs. There's no working from home requirement. Last week, when we spoke, you, I, I told, said that you were adopting a, a risky strategy by not being a bit tougher. This week, I know that what you're saying may feel like resolved to you, but I think to some people, it may just feel like, OK, they're waving a flag, but in truth, nothing much has changed. Well, I think that let's first turn to those other types of measures that we've had in the past, and you've just talked again about whether it's work from home or other social distancing measures. We know now that those measures, those types of measures, they do carry a very heavy price. Uh, They, you know, both economically, uh, socially, in terms of non-COVID health outcomes, such as your impact on mental health, for example. So if one was to make decisions like that, they'd have to be done very, very carefully. And we're not there yet. We're nowhere near that. And, And the reason is because we just got to step back and take a proportionate and balanced response. And what we have done by, first of all, you're targeting travel from those countries where we know uh, there's a particular risk from this variant. Uh, secondly, by asking people, all travellers, to, to take a, a, a test and, and, and wait for a negative result. I think that is proportionate. And what we've said on face masks and also boosting the booster programme. Now, I'm still waiting for final advice on that, but focusing on the vaccinations and these other measures, I think this is the right response. Now, of course, there will be people okay. out there, of course, that will say, look, why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that? The, the job of government is to look at the facts that we have and, uh, and, and make a decision that is proportionate and balanced. New rules on wearing masks in public places will come into force from Tuesday. Phillips questioned the efficacy of the new mandate, especially with respect to public transport. My point is everybody in London knows that it is mandatory to wear a mask. But by my reckoning, and I've been testing out this week, about a third of people completely ignore it and nobody throws them off the tube. Just 108 people in the last three or four months have been um, taken off the taken off transport because they weren't wearing a mask. How are you going to make this? Well, one this stick? is this is this is really about protecting the progress that, that we have made. And now you said I you, get that, but how you, are you, going you to make said it in happen? your estimation about a third of people don't wear it. You've done that this week, but I would. I would think that you probably haven't been taking those soundings uh, since people have began to understand more about this new variant and and why the government uh, has thought that these new measures are appropriate. So I do think people will take this uh, more seriously, and I think that will apply to public transport. It will apply in shops. Uh, it will be a regulation, as it has been before. Uh, but it's important, I think, to, to act in a proportionate way and also in a temporary way. I hope this is uh, something that we can remove within within weeks. But I do think, in terms of making progress, we want life to, to go back towards normal. But at this point in time, 
given what we know about this variant and uh, the, the, the expert advice uh, that uh, has been received, I think it is right to take some proportionate and balanced actions. Andrew Marr also spoke to Javid, quizzing him about what had been done to prevent the spread of Omicron since it had been identified. You're, you're, you are going to bolt the stable door, but the horse may already be out there. There were several big flights came in from South Africa on Friday, and two flights came into the Netherlands from South Africa on Friday, 600 people on board. And of those 600, 61 uh, had coronavirus, and the Dutch are saying uh, almost certainly the new variant. So that's 10%. How many of the, the people coming into the UK on those flights had coronavirus? Well, uh, Andrew, I think it's fair to say we could not... Uh, as the UK, we could not have acted more swiftly. We identified this variant as a potential right. threat and shared that okay. with the world. We red-listed countries and, and took those uh, uh, the action against the epicenter of this at the moment, which is Southern Africa, on Thursday, within uh, practically within hours okay. Okay. of so learning can... about the threat. No other country had done that. We were the first in the world. And then uh, the, okay. the, the following, the following day, we did acted you... when we found two cases in the UK. Did you test people on those flights as they came into the UK or not? All, the, all people coming from Southern Africa before the, uh, the, the, the red list was uh, a legal requirement, uh, how, uh, first of all, they have all been contacted, not just all of them, but all of those that have arrived in the last 10 days prior to that, and they have all been asked to take tests and to isolate, of course, if they are positive. How did they get home from the airport? Well, they would have they would have got home uh, in the normal way, but On really the, 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 the speed the speed at which we worked it is just not possible to go any faster than that. And I think a, 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 sorry you know, just, an, to be clear, you you didn't test them as they came into Heathrow, um, and they, then they were allowed to disperse around the country without or, being tested. And or, if the Dutch experience is anything to go by, ten percent of them had the new variant of coronavirus. Well, let's. Uh, I don't want to jump to conclusions around the, the Dutch experience. I think there's still a lot that we don't know about what mm. is happening and what, what is happening certainly in other countries. What we do know is much more about our own country. And, and I think the speed at which we acted at, you know, it could not have been any faster. And in terms of uh, those people that may have already arrived okay. from Southern Africa before the rules change, I think the, the appropriate and right thing to do was to contact them all and make sure that uh, they are taking tests and self-isolating if necessary. And that is exactly what we mm. have done. Ma went on to interview Scotland's First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon. Sturgeon's message in response to the Omicron variant was quite different to that of the UK government. Um, it's important to get uh, a proportionate response to this. I think we may have to go further on restricting travel in the days to come. I hope I'm wrong about that, but we must keep our minds open would, to that. Would you um, close the border with England? But that, that's a question I've been asked repeatedly, possibly <laughs> including by you over yes. the past two years. It's very difficult. You know as well as I do the nature of the border between Scotland and England and the nature of the flows mm. across the border. We will do everything we can. We have at times in the pandemic previously advised against travel uh, across the England-Scotland border. That's always a, a last resort. I think we need to be open-minded to doing anything required to keep the population safe right now. Um, and, you know, while we're all worried about this, I'm certainly very concerned about the most recent developments around this. On the upside, we know all of the things that we can do to slow down the transmission of this virus, whatever variant we happen to be talking about. So it is about wearing face coverings, hygiene. It's about making sure you're vaccinated, uh, even if, and it is an if at this stage, it turns out that this uh, variant is... Uh, 
evading the virus to the, the vaccines to some extent, uh, and the vaccines are less effective, that doesn't mean they are not still effective at all. You will still get protection from being vaccinated. And of course, okay. test yourself regularly, which is something we're asking people to do whenever, whenever they mix with others at the moment. Talk, talking about the possible measures, what about making homeworking compulsory? Uh, look, we keep everything under review. So in Scotland right now, That's it possible. is... well. Everything's possible. That doesn't mean that these things are, are necessarily going to happen. All along, I've tried to avoid saying to people we can, you know, absolutely rule this out or rule that out. We are still living with a very infectious virus. We may have found again that it has just picked up its speed of transmission. So we've got to be flexible sure. in the face of that. But can I finish the point? In Scotland, we are already... Uh, advising people to work at home wherever that is practical and possible. So our advice on that hasn't changed in Scotland in the way that it has in recent months in England. Phillips interviewed the Shadow Foreign Secretary Lisa Nandy, asking for Labour's take on the latest public health measures. The Prime Minister has reintroduced quarantine measures. We've now got contact tracing again, stricter rules on face masks. Um, I'm guessing you support those measures. Are they enough? Yeah, I want to thank the scientists who spotted the danger with this new Omicron variant very quickly. And the government, of course, has announced a new package of measures which we'll consider in Parliament on Monday. But when the Prime Minister comes to Parliament on Monday, there are a number of outstanding holes in our defences that he's got to address. There still seems to have been very little action on ventilation in public buildings, especially schools, which is going to cause major problems if we think the virus, the new variant, is as transmissible as scientists are suggesting. There are still some outstanding issues around travel. The government is saying everyone has to have a PCR test on day two when they arrive back in the UK, but they're not suggesting pre-departure tests for people before they board flights. There's no advice for people about travelling back from the airport on public transport. And there are very few checks on the PCR tests that are done. So these are all things that for months the government has been warned about. And when he comes to Parliament on Monday, these are things that he's going to have to be able to answer. Nandi also critiqued the government for falling short on its commitments to supply vaccine doses to the rest of the world. If we have one big criticism of the government's approach, it's actually about why these new variants are emerging. We haven't met our promises that we made this summer at the G7 to get the vaccine rolled out to other parts of the globe. There is now sufficient vaccine in order to ensure that it reaches almost every adult in the world. The problem is that there is no global plan to get the vaccine to people in places like South Africa and many of the surrounding countries that have even worse rates of vaccination. And as the medical chief medical officer has said to us many, many times, when you have huge numbers and rising numbers of cases of COVID, that's when you're like more likely to see new variants emerging. The government has been warned about this. The Prime Minister said that we were leading the world on this on Saturday. It is simply not true. We're lagging behind the European Union. We're nowhere near get, coming close to meeting the commitments that he made this summer. And until and unless we start to show some global leadership around this, we're going to keep seeing this reappearing. And finally, Sajid Javid tempted fate with a positive, festive message. What are we going to see by Christmas time? Can you reassure us? Can you guarantee that we are going to be able to see our families, our loved ones? We're going to be still going to be able to travel at Christmas time. Well, you asked me for guarantees, and I think it's fair to say that the nature of this pandemic is that 
it, it, it would be irresponsible to, to make guarantees. But what I can tell you is that the actions that we've taken, these proportionate and balanced actions, will buy us time. It will give us the, the, those precious weeks, certainly, that our scientists need to assess this variant. And uh, as for yes, about Christmas, I think people should continue with their plans as normal for Christmas. I think it's, it's going to be a great Christmas. That's all for this week. I'm Isabel Hardman, and this podcast was produced by Matthew Taylor. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffeehouse Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our daily Evening Blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash Evening Blend. Thanks for listening and do join us again next week. <laughs>